And I can announce now that we'll have three managers uh, on each week. The uh, Yankee manager, the Met manager, and the ex-Yankee manager. And that is Joe Girardi, who will join us each week to give us his baseball thoughts. Joe, welcome. How are you? I'm good, Mike. How are you? Good. Glad to have you with us this year. So we're looking forward to that, Joe. Just like old times. It'll be just like old times. It's hard to believe that you're already announcing Yankee Red Sox tickets. It's like it never ends. It does. It, it, it never you know, ends. Right back into the renewable. And when you look at the two teams, where they finished, and we know what the Red Sox accomplished, and where they are right now, you see any subtle changes that you would point out, or is it too early for that? No, I think there's some subtle changes. I, I think the Yankees adding Paxton um, is a pretty big deal. And the Red Sox losing Kimbrell and Kelly is a pretty big deal. Now, can other players step up in their absence? Absolutely. But only time will tell. And, you know, the starters don't give you eight, nine innings every night. So that bullpen becomes very important. And the depth of the bullpen becomes very important. And the Yankees um, added to theirs and the Red Sox took away from theirs. And that could be the difference. Let me put you in both seats. If you're the Red Sox manager off last year's, you know, amazing season, 108 wins, the whole thing, what would the obvious thing would be you would think of as complacency? Is that what would bother you, or would something else be bothering you? No, I don't. No, that wouldn't bother me. I think taking care of your starting pitchers in spring training would have been my biggest concern because of the innings that they logged and what they did out of the bullpen um, during the course of the playoffs, I would be a little concerned about fatigue going into this year and how do you get them through this year where they're fresh in the months of September and October. And if you're in the Yankee camp and you win 100 games uh, and you were the one who was chasing and you fell short, what would you be thinking as as the Yankee manager? Well, I I would really like our team. Um, The way it's constructed, I, I think that front office had a very good offseason. I think Brian had a very good offseason with what he did. And, you know, a lot of people have the Yankees pick to win um, the World Series. And I would embrace that and say, we're really good. Let's go prove it. We're talking with Joe Girardi. You know, uh, Sanchez, so much, you know, People wonder what happened. Where is he? Supposedly he's in good shape. Now, everyone always says everybody's in good shape in spring training. They always say that. Uh, what would you need to see? What, what, what would tell you that Sanchez is on the right track? Uh, you know, just the way he's blocking baseballs, number one. Uh, number two, the way he's swinging the bat. And I know he had some shoulder problems. But I want to go to one back to one at-bat that he had last year that it still sticks out in my mind is extremely impressive. And there's not many people in major league baseball that can put in a bat on this guy like he did. And that was the final at bat against Craig Kimbrell, which I thought was a home, which I thought was a home run when he hit it. Right. And that tells me, right. It's there. He just, he had a rough season for whatever reason he had a rough season, but it's there. And it would excite me that, Coming off a down year, people talk about how what great shape he's in, that he's really hungry and, and wants to be great. He's taken it upon himself that he wants to be great. What did you see from Torres in his first year, Joe? Uh, he's a very mature player for the age that he's at, and I believe he's only going to get better and he's only going to 
continue to learn the angles of second base and, and how to be really proficient at it. Um, just a really fine talent. And we knew that, you know, the Yankees knew that when they got him, that this guy was special. Uh, and he, I think he showed that last year. What about Andahar's defense? Do you think that will improve this year? I do. I, I think it will slow down for him in his second year. I think all the work that he probably put in the offseason, and this is a young man that has a great attitude that works extremely hard. And, is, and let's not forget, he's a really, really productive hitter. So Very productive, I th- yes. I think it will translate into his defense, and he will be better. You think Voigt's a one-hit wonder, or you think you see more than that with him? Because to me, that's a big thing for the Yankees is what happens with this guy. I agree. Um, you know, a lot of times teams are able to make an adjustment a player's second year. So that's something I think that will be interesting to watch. Is he able to adjust as, as teams adjust to him? But what a shot in the arm he was for the Yankees last year. And I'm curious to see where Greg Bird is because – his job and his position is really challenged, and I still think that young man has the ability to be a really, really good hitter. Um, but I agree. I, I agree. I, I agree. If I were another team, I'd be all over him this spring because they might not have room for him. And if he gets beat out, that guy's hit 30 home runs in his first 500 career at-bats. I mean, he's knocked in almost 100 runs. He had a couple of big postseason home runs. I mean, the guy shows you he can hit. He, he can definitely hit. You know, part of it is, he hasn't played a lot in the last two years because of injuries. And, and really, he hasn't played a lot in the last four years because of some of these, four or five years because of some of these injuries. So the big thing for me was to keep him on the field and get him at bats. And I think if he gets his regular at bats, he'll catch back up eventually and be a very productive hitter. It, it may take some time, but he'll be very productive. Joe, everybody wants these teams to be younger, and everybody wants these teams to be more versatile. And even you have guys now saying, I don't want my regulars even playing 150 games. You, you like that way of doing things? You believe that's the right way to do things now, even to have your star players sitting at that as much as that? You know, I think it depends on the star player. You know, I think you have to look at history and what he's done and when he starts to wear down and how many days a week, in a, you know, how many days – in a row, can he play before you start to see his numbers drop off? Um, I don't think it's too much to ask 150 um, games a year because that's that's going to be basically four days off a month. But I think when you start to get over that, you run into problems of fatigue. And I, and I think the biggest thing that we're learning about fatigue is that injuries come about a lot of times because of fatigue. And that's what you're trying to prevent. Not necessarily that you don't think they can run out there every day and, you know, put up a good at bat, but sometimes a hammy gets tweaked. Sometimes a rib cage gets tweaked and that's what you want to stay away from. You know, is the, is the analytic part of this overblown or are you guys as managers using these analytics as much as everybody says you are? Well, if you remember, I was bookbinder. Joe. You were. Made a lot that of was always. That was. Oh, but that was always your mo. But you know what? You know, uh, now they're now they're saying every manager's that way. Do you think it is as much? Is it being used as much as everyone's alluding to with all these guys now being part of the organizations, or are there still guys who are doing things the, the old way, or is it now completely gone? No, I still think it's a combination of both. I think some managers are using the analytics because the organizations want them to use the analytics more. 
because some organizations I think are ahead in analytics. Um, number one, and number two, I, I think that some of the younger managers are have been taught how to do it that way, and they're they're comfortable doing that way. I still think that there's a really good combination that you have to use, you know, your coaches and your manager skills, and you have to use the front office skills, and you combine them, and you put something special together. You were always good at taking care of your bullpen. You did a very good job of that. You kept your guys rested. You didn't know you, you weren't known for blowing out bullpens or anything. You were very careful with your bullpen. Is that something that, in your mind, you stressed? Yes, always. Uh, because my my feeling was, Mike, that I would rather lose my job than hurt a, a, a pitcher. Uh, um, I don't think it's fair because this is their livelihood and how they make their living. And I and I saw, you know, as a player, how players would get worn down in the bullpen and then they wouldn't be the same and people would want to know why they weren't the same. And I always thought it was important to take care of certain people. And a lot of the ways that I used Dellen Batanzas early on was the way that they were using him in the minor leagues when they put him in the bullpen, where he'd throw 30 to 45 pitches, you'd give him a couple days off or three days off, and you would do it again. And sometimes you amass more innings there, but you also get more days off, and I think it, it works out well. If you have a pitcher that you can do that with, uh, someone like a Chad Green, it works really well too, opposed to, using him an inning, give him a day off, using him an inning. Because sometimes you need two or three innings from a guy. And Chad's really good at it. And Dellen was really good at it a few years ago. When you sit, Let me jump over to the Mets for a second. We're talking with Joe Girardi, who will be with us each uh, week during the baseball season. Um, the Mets have the injury to Frazier. He's coming back to New York. The injury to Lowry. He's already been back with the knee. This is not how you want camp to start. They brought no. in guys. They have veterans. How concerned would you be? Would you be very worried about that right now, or is it too early to be worried? I think it's too early, too early to get worried. But it's, it's amazing sometimes you, you, you acquire players and you put together a team and, and people are saying, well, how are you going to play all these guys? How, how, how are you going to do it? you got you know, less at-bats than players that you have, and all of a sudden they're down two third basemen and they're scrambling a little bit. And – they might be scrambling a little bit opening day. I don't think it'll be much beyond that, but they might be scrambling a little bit opening day. So I wouldn't really worry about it. I think some, some of this is a product of players are getting on their feet every day where they're not used to being on their feet every day, you know, for that many hours. And it sometimes takes its toll a little bit early, but they'll, they'll respond. What do you want to see from your team in spring training? Did you care about wins and losses? Because you know, a lot of times teams win in, in the spring and they carry that into the regular season. Was it important for you to see crisp baseball at some point or were you not that concerned with what you saw in the field? No, I, th- I think the last 10 days of spring training, you really wanted to see your guys starting to put it together. And, you know, going back to back to back days and starting to swing the bat well and, and feeling like, they were ready to go early on for me. It was more, let's just get them ready. Let's make sure we don't move too fast with them. Let's make sure that they get their proper rest. And, and we understand what workload they think that they need as well. So there's a good communication, but the, the wins and losses, the, the way I looked at it a, a lot of times was, yeah, you, you want to win every game in spring training. I mean, that's why we put the uniform on, but, the teams that win a lot in spring training, and especially if they're winning late, tells you something about their minor league system. To me, it always told you that if you're winning a lot of games late, 
you have a pretty good minor league system. And to me, that was exciting. I wasn't always worried about if we were up, we needed to be up five to two after five innings because I knew that time would come as, as players got more into it at the end of spring training, the veteran guys. But I wanted to see what our young guys were like. And you could start to see with the Yankees, they started to win a lot of games uh, late the last couple of years, and you knew that they had a strong minor league system. And that's exciting for a manager. You know, you managed a, a Marlins team and won Manager of the Year awards with that team that nobody expected anything out of and got a lot out of that team that year. And then you came and you had all the years with the Yankees, averaged 90 wins, won a World Series. Did you did you use the same principles for both teams, or was it really starkly different because of the difference in the rosters? It wasn't really uh, that much different. Obviously, there are things that you have to – to help the young players with. And part of that is just believing in themselves that they belong at the level. But I think getting a player ready is getting a player ready. And a lot of it depends on the player himself and what that player needs, but it's still communication. It's, it's still the early work that they need to get in the individual work that they need to get in, you know, the amount of at-bats you're trying to get guys from 50 to 60 at-bats sometimes with the Marlins, you know, maybe some of the younger kids, we wanted to get a few more bats because we were trying to make a decision, was he ready to go? But it's pretty similar. Maybe a little bit more teaching with the young players, but you still go over everything because you never take for granted that everyone knows. And first three or four weeks in spring training, there's still a lot of young guys there. What's the fine line, and we're talking with Joe Girardi, of having a young player, and let's say that you think he's a talented young player, but he hasn't proven himself yet, of putting him out there and letting him play through some bad results early versus putting him in the right spot to be successful. Fine line there. What's more important? Um, I think putting him in the spots to be successful with a young player, when you have a young player that's struggling, as long as you don't see it affecting him a great deal mentally, and you feel that he's still able to fight his way out of it, I believe you let him fight his way out of it. Because I've seen veteran players have brutal months in the month of April. And sometimes when you have a young player, um, if the veterans are doing their job and playing to their ability, there won't be so much focus on a young player. But if the veterans are, aren't, then there's a lot of focus on it. Well, the young player's killing us. Well, no, not really. So to me, if they're able to fight their way out of it and you still feel they're coming to the ballpark with their confidence, I say you let them go. Did, did you talk to those guys? Did you have to go talk to these guys a lot to get that feel? I mean, was each kid different? Was it you had guys who you could see it hurting them and some guys it wasn't bothering them? Each kid is a little bit different. Um, and sometimes, you know, it might even be a player like a, a, a D.D. Gregorius who was a young player who was just trying to do too much. Right. When he first got them. I mean, that's that's a total difference. What changed? And, what what made D, what changed DD? I mean, I know he was god awful when he first got here. You had Beltran and A Rod working with him before the games. What what happened to to make him transform from being that guy to this tremendously clutch, wonderful player that we all have seen the last couple of years? I think it's the work that he put in and his ability to to make adjustments. You know, I think Didi in the beginning was worried about 
going up and down like he did so many other years with the other organizations, whether it was Cincinnati or Arizona, where Arizona had really three shortstops for one spot and, and different guys were doing anything, you know. But I think they realize I am the shortstop and there is nobody else. So just get with a plan, stick with a plan. I thought, you know, our hitting coaches did a really good job with him and he started to relax and then he started to hit lefties and we picked certain days to give him off just to make sure that he wasn't overwhelmed with certain lefties. And what we realized was he could hit lefties. You know, his MO was he didn't hit lefties, but he figured that out as well. And we just let him go. But it's a testament to the work that DD did. He put in a ton of work every day. And look at the player he's become. I mean, he he's Uh, been as clutch a Yankee as there's been the last couple of years. He's a special player. And, just as important, he's special in that clubhouse. I think a lot of people look up to Didi and the way he, you know, like CC, can bring a team together and always has a smile on his face and loves to play the game. How about, uh, you know, you mentioned that we're talking about Joe Joy. How about Tulowitzki? What would you expect out of him considering what's gone on the last couple of years? I think if you can get him to play five days a week, I, I think that's really good. I mean, he's been beat up. And I think getting off the turf is probably going to help him tremendously. But I think if you can get five days a week out of him, I'd be happy as could be. And, you know, the closer is an interesting guy because, you know what, he goes out there sometimes and he just doesn't have it. I mean, where – and then you wonder about him and how much work he's getting. He goes out there. There's sometimes last year where he went out there, he had to go get it. Not you, but, I mean, before you and with you, where he just doesn't have it at all. And then he's just lost the play. I mean, there was one time against the Mets last year, a couple of times, where he just loses it completely. Well, I think he had some knee issues that – probably had something to do with that and i'm not sure which one it is i i think it might be his landing knee as well and that's a problem um that was something that cc had to figure it out and he figured it out and you know for the yankees sake i'm sure chapman put in a lot of work this winter to clear that problem up and uh hopefully it's not a problem for them is that just shortening the stride or they just have to figure out uh, is that is that changing the way they they stride it so that they shorten it maybe take a little more pressure off the knee or is it they do something else well i'm not sure what was causing the pain Uh, you know i'm not sure if it it was the stride or or something that he was doing working out i'm not really sure but whatever it is you look you look to correct that and and get him through treatment and make sure that he stays strong what team would you keep an eye on early this year that you think maybe could have a surprising season? You have one? Minnesota. I think Minnesota, um, if those young players can play to their potential, I think it's a pretty talented group. You know, does Buxton come back and, and be the guy he was in the second half in 2017? Can Sano be the power hitter that, and the dangerous hitter that he was for a while? And if you get those things from those two kids with some of the other players that they have, um, I, I think it's a team that that could maybe run at Cleveland. Now, Cleveland, you know, you look at their starting rotation and the two guys up the middle, I mean, they're extremely talented. Um, but Cleveland's got issues in their bullpen. And sometimes you get off to a good start and it can carry over for a while and they might be interesting. Yeah, you know what? You're, you're, and the Twins have had a habit of producing young players. They really have. They're, they're good. They're good at finding young players. Well, I think they do a really good job in their minor leagues, and and they develop players. And they probably had some pretty healthy draft picks lately because 
you know, they, they did struggle for a while, and some of these kids are starting to make their move up, and I'm curious to see how they're going to do. How about you? You like doing this stuff, or you want to go back and manage? I know there's always offers, there's always talk. What about you and yeah. managing? No, I do want to manage again. I do. I, I love that uh, part of the game. Um, you know, it's something that... Would you be reluctant really, to take a team in the season? Would that be something that you'd be reluctant to do, or is that something no. that... Or, or you you don't really care? No, I don't, I don't really care. And, okay. And, I, and I've told people, it's not like there's 5,000 of these jobs out there. Right. Right? It's it's not like you can just go to another state and work. It doesn't happen. So, no. Um, I want to manage again, and hopefully I get a chance. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks very much, Joe. Thanks, Mike. Have a great day. Good talking to you. And Joe Girardi will join us uh, unless he goes back to manage, which he eventually will. Now, whether he does during the season or not, we'll wait and see. He's obviously going to be like you know the first guy. He's already had offers. I mean, so uh, we'll see what job he wants. Uh, you know, he's going to. I think he's patient enough to wait for the right job. I think he's done that already. He also can work in television and and radio. Obviously, as he waits, he's doing MLB. He's going to do us every week uh, during the season. Uh, until he comes back, whenever he does go back to manage, so he'll be with us each week. We'll have our plan is to have Joe on Tuesdays, uh, Mickey Calloway on Wednesdays, and uh, Boone on Thursdays during the baseball season, which begins in about a month. Back after this.